0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by
1: law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, Joe, I think the best thing we can do do put aside all the niceties and just get down to the what happened last saturday just rip the band-aid off just rip the band-aid off let's get right to it Did uh, do you get to watch Did you watch any or all of that game i watched the first half the first half okay
0: yeah and then i i changed it to to the olympics so yeah i i i saw what was happening in that game I've seen this make major comebacks. We had that big comeback against Louisville. Yeah. We were down 20 something uh, and yeah. the battle for Atlantis a few years ago, but it did not have that vibe to it whatsoever. Um, no, Kansas was on fire, had something to prove and played a damn good game. And everything they did was just the antithesis of what we did well. So, I mean, there there's a lot of things I think that need to be fixed with this team, but, they're still a really, really good basketball team. And I don't think the sky is falling. I think we have guys that just need to kind of gain some confidence back. I think there's guys that need to get healthy again, even ones that are playing right now. Um, and I think there's there's some things that need to be fixed on the coaching end, too. But it's the beginning of February, and what matters is March. So they still yep. have time to time to fix things and, and make a run. But, but, hey, I mean, I'm still enjoying the ride of, of how good – our basketball team has been for three, four years now. So I know winning a national title changes expectations, but I'm still looking at this to enjoy the ride. And I'm not sitting here saying that we should be championship or bust. And if, if we don't repeat, then it's somehow a disappointing season. Um, so it sucked Saturday, but looking forward, I'm still excited to watch us to watch us play more games the rest of this year.
1: Yeah, Sundays, it's, uh, it's just not your day. So that's kind of when I, I mean, we were still down LJ still out, um, not playing great basketball as a team uh, making some, you know, keeping the the, like turnovers and mistakes, things like that have like just been recently have been a uh, a big thorn in the side of Baylor. Um, But, you know, some days, especially uh, we talked about last week, it's, um, playing there it's a weird place and you got to be you know on top of everything to really be successful and come up with a w and we weren't or baylor wasn't so it just it's one of those days one of the things happen like that you have bad days
0: yeah i think one of the big big things about this team and i've seen people call it like they don't have the it factor they don't have you know the the main killer guy that's out there on the floor Uh, i think really what People are looking for in all of those different variations of that is we don't have the level of leadership that we had last year and even the year before with having guys like Mitchell, uh, Vital, Butler, Teague, guys that had fully bought in and were willing to throw the rest of the team on their back and say, this is how we're going to practice. This is how we're going to play. This is the way that we're going to show effort on both sides of the floor and go out there and do everything that we can to win every game. And it was a super special group of guys. And I think that's kind of what we're missing right now. There's guys that are like trying to get there. I think Flagler has the ability to do it. I think Akenjo has the ability to do it. I think sometimes he just moves too fast and gets in his own head. And that's where you see kind of those dribbles that just go nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think Meyer is probably trying to do a bit too much because he's worried about what he looks like to, to NBA scouts, which I'm not, that's not a criticism. It's just what I think and more power to him for trying to make money at the next level. Like, he's still a great player but i think there's just there hasn't been that click yet and when you go into a place like Lawrence you have to have that mental toughness and a lot of that comes from having strong leadership on your team and when you don't have that you're just you're just in for getting your ass waxed and that's exactly what happened
1: yeah i mean and let's just like, kind of like talk about it the Teams don't get calls. Or visiting teams don't get calls in Lawrence. No. Kansas gets the benefit. And you kind of saw that frustration kind of boil over. Scott Drew got a T. Um Well was- to,
0: to be honest with you, I think I think there was more behind that. Like I think, I think Drew Drew realizes that there was some like wake up that needed to happen. And sometimes you go out there and you go over the top to try to show your team, like, come on guys, like wake the hell up. And I think that's what we're looking for, you know, from a leadership standpoint is like, we just need somebody on this team to kind of step up and say like, all right, guys, like follow my lead, like, let's go. And they don't have to be the best player on the floor. They don't even have to make all the right decisions. But when we've had our bad games, there's just these moments where i'm just like come on somebody just somebody go do something you know we we have these lulls on offense where we're not moving without the basketball uh we're getting out rebounded cuz guys aren't getting boxed out i mean kansas every single miss it felt like we had in that first half that i watched they would grab the rebound and they were in transition and yeah. they're a rebounding
1: just, team i mean that's yeah, that's but fact. that's
0: just effort to me. If yeah. if if you're allowing transition buckets off of just a normal defensive rebound, you're not getting back. You're ball watching, you're doing you're doing other things. So I think I think there just needs to be like a trigger that happens. We saw at the beginning of the year when we played teams like Michigan State and when we played teams like Villanova, there was like that extra fire and effort. And I think at the beginning of the year a lot of that came from as a group this team wanted to prove that they were on their own separate from last year's team they were the real deal and they went out and they won some really really big games and they played like we know they can and they looked like the best team in the country when they did it and i don't know if it's you know because some guys started getting hurt or they finally lost like and got punched in the mouth by tech and somebody like actually came in and played toe-to-toe with them and it like ruined their psyche and they just haven't recovered from it yet but if they do mentally recover this is a team that can still win it all. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm excited to watch them go and I want to see them mature and get better.
1: I noticed there's this weird thing that happens on on, on Twitter during Baylor games. Now, I to be perfectly fair, I'm not in other teams like I don't follow other like Texas players or Texas Tech or any other really like fans. Mostly it's just all Baylor fans in my Twitter feed. There's this thing where there's a there's a turn where there's people that are very critical, and then there's a group of people who are like, feel they, they have to defend the players. And there's this back and forth that happens between we're playing like crap, well, they're just trying, you know. You know, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just, it's just yeah, a weird I dichotomy. I see on that Twitter stuff I, back and forth in the middle of watching a, a sporting event.
0: I try on Twitter for the most part to just make a statement, you yeah. know. I, I generally like. I will comment something like we need to do better, you know, like, you know, this has been a poor start or rebounding needs to get better, or I'll just kind of make a blanket statement. And I'm generally speaking in the middle of a game. I'm not looking to get into a conversation with people. So like if somebody comments under my post, I'll I'll like it and just move on. Cause I don't know. I always feel the need to like anything that somebody replies to me because I want to acknowledge that I've noticed that you've, you've replied. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm saying like, I usually don't reply, but I'll like a reply. So right. Like, and and it's something this. I want to get into
0: a serious discussion about. But yeah, most of the time in the game, like I'm not I'm not about arguing. I'm also not about getting super negative on things. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I understand where fans are coming from with it. You win a national championship. Everybody gets a little spoiled with that. Your expectations change and the expectations were there because at the beginning of the season, we saw a unanimous number one team out there on the floor like we all saw it with our own eyes this is oh my gosh this team for multiple just weeks as, multiple weeks. yeah for multiple weeks we saw it happen um so i understand why people's expectations are, are sky high but but it's like i said you know to a lot of people after the oklahoma state game uh that we lost in football last year where everybody where the sky was falling for a number of people and you know a piece a couple of people got into an argument with me over uh, expectations because i was like you know hey guys like w- we're better than we expected to be we were two and seven last That's year. time we told. had
1: like one loss yeah and we were like <laughs> that we were- was our first <laughs> loss of the season <laughs> yeah, and I mean,
0: no yeah granted it wasn't it looked different than we had played before and it sucked but yeah. just take a breath like take a breath remember this football team we lost to tcu this football team did and then what did they go on to do at the by the end of the year so just intention and, like
1: the like would the the final ap we were like number five top, yeah top five or number but, five top five yeah. so it's like
0: sugar bowl championship conference championship just just take a breath and remember that when you start thinking that national championships are the only barometer of success that's when you get into the rut that michigan has been in that's when you get into the rut that texas has been in that's when you get into the rut that tennessee has been in, when you, has been in. when you start viewing things through the the focus of All I care about is winning a national championship. If we don't do that, then it's unsuccessful. Then you're just never going to be happy because those things are so rare. And enjoy the one that we got. And if we make an Elite Eight this year, buy the shirt and be really excited about it because we got to watch an Elite Eight team.
1: Yeah. So at the risk of being uh, presumptuous, luckily we do have Kansas State next. Now it is on the road, I believe.
0: It is in the octagon of doom.
1: So now they're still not uh, a a great basketball team. Um, But so, you know, hopefully you can kind of get back on track against Kansas state and um, kind of get prepared for the next game after that, which is uh, on Saturday where we play Texas for the first time.
0: Yeah. Kansas state's a good get right game. Yeah, because they're not good, but no. they they can jump up and bite you. I mean, they've they've got Absolutely. a couple. They've of,
1: done that. They've done that this year.
0: <laughs> you know, they should have beat Kansas, and you know, they, I think they they beat, they beat Texas, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah, so they beat Texas, and Texas Texas is a weird, weird team. Texas just
1: year. beat Kansas.
0: Yeah, Texas is a weird, weird team this year. Um, so like, you don't want to take Kansas State lightly, but they're a team you should be able to go in and beat. You're a six point favorite on the road. So this is a team that that you got to go out there and just let's just focus on doing let's, let's focus on running an offense. Let's focus on playing our game, you know, go out there and just show every bit of effort that you possibly can on defense. And I hope to see Cryer back if yeah. he's ready.
1: Even if he's like, it'd be a, a perfect game to like get him some minutes, maybe not play as many minutes as you. Yeah. He's not, normally, fully, would,
0: he's at 90% play him 10 minutes,
1: get him some time because that next game. So the Texas game is perfect because it sets up this, Kansas beats Baylor, Texas beats Kansas, Baylor beats Texas kind of triangle that could, that could come to fruition, which I'm super excited about.
0: We shall see, (laughs) but I'm taking this one game at a time. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting right against Kansas state and Mm -hmm. seeing some more positivity in the tweets. So.
1: Yeah. It's a, like, again, like, I don't know if it's, it's, I doubt that it's uh exclusive to Baylor fans on or exclusive to just sports on, on Twitter. I'm sure this probably happens with uh, many different topics when you get into that uh, space.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I follow fans from all over the big 12 and this is except with the exception of Texas fans, uh, this is how everybody yeah. acts. So I, I think, I, I think Baylor may have gotten a little bit more negative than other folks again, because we won a national championship last year.
1: Yeah. And then um, my personal, tack that i use is i just kind of post gifts. i don't even quote i don't even put in like comments it's just here's a gift take it for what you will take it how you want it this is my feeling um moving on to the women and speaking of texas we have had the back-to-back or not back-to-back but yet a friday sunday game series with texas um
0: Number thirteen, okay. Texas.
1: Number thirteen, Texas, at the time. Um, both wins by Baylor, so that was win number twelve and thirteen straight against the Longhorns. Did you watch any of those games? Did you get any? Um,
0: I did not have chance a chance to, to like watch them live. I followed. I followed both of them pretty closely on Twitter um, and through like GameCast, but we had we had other stuff going on in the house. So I wasn't able to like actually sit down and watch. But. Um, I did follow them very closely, and I had my tweet ready to go um, after we beat Texas the uh, the second time. And I I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was uh, I was very happy to be able to tweet that we we had beaten Texas once again. Yeah, and and to keep that train going, just a little segue, real quick. We then beat Texas in men's tennis this week too. So we're we just go. we're just beating Texas at everything right now. It's
1: kind of what Baylor does at this point. Yeah.
0: We won't talk about women's tennis from last week, but.
1: So I watched, a, a, you know, I was following it too, you know, Friday night. Um, I was home doing stuff with the kids. And then, um, but then I, I, I tuned in for the end of the game to see the, see the final. And then, you know, I just kind of, I didn't think, I don't think I, twi- I posted anything or reacted to it oh. now on the, for the second game. I think I just posted, again, I went with my a GIF of, like, an animated 13. I think that was, <laughs> that was what I posted. All right. So, yeah, I mean, things seem to be looking good. You know, people had um, different feelings about how the women's team has done this year. Me and you both have said, you know, it's expected. It's a new offense, a new way of playing basketball, basically for a lot of these players who were recruited for a certain way of doing things. And then there's a switch in the middle of their tenure there at Baylor. But, you know, they had a tough loss last week, close loss against um, top 20 team to come in and hit two, two big wins against a number 13 at the time. Texas is a, is a big deal.
0: Yeah. And as we've talked about, you know, Hey guys, calm down, wait, watch this team develop. They're only a game and a half out of first in the conference Yeah. and they have I don't want to count my you know chickens before the hatch or anything, but they have an extremely easy schedule left. You know they've got, they've got two games against TCU, who's the second worst team in the conference, and a game against Oklahoma State, who's the worst team in the conference. They only have one game left in the regular season right now against a ranked opponent. Now, it's against Iowa State, who we blew out this year by 26 in Waco. So it's in Ames, um, but it's a team that we have dominated this season is the only ranked game that you have left on the schedule. You've got, you know, Kansas state, West Virginia. And, you know, those are both teams that are ranked below you in the rankings. West Virginia is four and six in conference. They're not very good. So looking at the schedule, there's legitimately only, you know, two games that you're maybe scared of in Kansas state and in, in Iowa state. And besides that, like they could legitimately run the table for the rest of the season and having that, that game against Iowa state left being one of the teams that's ahead of them uh, being able to sweep Iowa state, give them their third loss that puts you ahead of them in the standings. So the only thing you need at that point is to hope that somebody goes out there and, and, and uh, you know, Oklahoma loses twice because you got swept by Oklahoma this year. They need two losses by Oklahoma um, to be able to pass them in the standings. But if that happens and you beat Iowa state beat everybody else on your schedule, you're 100% the, you know, continuing your conference champion streak. So um, they need a little bit of help, but not all that much, and they're yep. set up nicely.
1: And the only thing I'll say is, so is Kansas State? Is that a, is any of these a, a makeup game for the TCU's COVID a makeup
0: post-game. game, the second TCU game?
1: Okay, so they have Kansas State coming up on Wednesday, as do the men, and it's at the same time. That seems odd to me.
0: Yeah, they play at the exact same time. That's weird. Now I don't, I don't think that TV schedule had been set up ahead of time so the women play on espn plus as do the men so they're they're not only at the same time but they're both same ESPN
1: Plus platform yeah that's weird but i mean i don't know but then like i said we have west virginia on, they have west virginia on, on saturday at 5 p.m so you're gonna get a full weekend of baylor basketball both men and women
0: Absolutely, man. I really wish like the women were on ESPN or ESPN two because then I could have watched them on my TV and the men on my phone. So,
1: yeah. So I was I was at work, and I had a lot of things going on. So I was working on my computer. Then had like the senior boat going on on a second screen. On my phone. I had the men's. I tur- I pulled up the uh, the Kansas game and uh, quickly turned it off because my my whole thing is. If Baylor's doing poorly, I need to step away because generally that's when they make a comeback and they make a run <laughs> and it didn't happen. But generally when I see, I did that with the Oklahoma state, I turned it turned out on was 24 nine. I was like, Nope. And I turned it right off. And then we came back and got close um, to that game. But yeah, so it's going to be hard to have both of them going on at the same time. Since they're both on ESPN plus.
0: Yeah. It's a bit annoying.
1: Yeah. Um, so speaking of the senior bowl, there was two, I guess, college all-star games, really, like draft exhibition games. Last week we had the the uh Schreiner Bowl, which was last Thursday, where we had Taekwond and um Caitlin Barnes were in that game, as was Xavier Newman Johnson. And I think there was another one. I can't, who was it? I'm drawing a blank, but, um, and really Taquan stood out. Kalen Barnes had a good practice that week. Uh, Did you take, I mean, we were recording the podcast during the game, so I doubt we got to watch very much of it, but I think Taquan really helped himself in the draft with that performance with what he did during that game.
0: Yeah, I I heard nothing but good things about him uh, all week leading up to the game and the highlights that I saw of him. I mean, he, he did everything he was supposed to do uh xavier newman johnson i also saw a lot of stuff around him just being a really tough anchor a guy that uh that set himself up well as a prospect and in in practices all week and i think he played pretty well in the game um but yeah we were recording during that so we didn't get to watch it at all
1: now you you said you didn't watch any senior bowl you're watching the basketball game and doing other things um yeah so the
0: senior bowl i came back and i watched some of the highlights like i saw um I watched the Abram Smith touchdown about 20 times uh because yeah. he was the first to score in the game. Um, and then I saw the JT Woods interception to to seal it uh about 20 times as well. So
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's there was a period of time where uh Jalen made stuff like back to back like hard tackles against one was against um Grant Calcaterra, former mm-hmm. OU SMU tight end, and then it was um a fullback from uh, the other team, he came up and it was like a big fullback and he just laid, laid a hit. And even the announcers were reacting to it because it was what we've become accustomed to seeing Jalen do someone who's 196 pounds coming downhill. Like he, he weighs 226 pounds. So it's really was good to see him and his stock is the one I guess would be the most that's risen from from the performance and the practices during the week.
0: Yeah, everybody has the love that Jalen Petrie has gotten. It's it's amazing to see because we've you know like we're like yeah guys, this is what we've been talking about for three years now. It's amazing to me that we're going from the one who stayed to most likely second round NFL pick. It's yeah. just,
1: but I right now he's he's probably going to as a, unless the team falls in love with him. He's like gonna be, I would say an early second round pick. Like like I was listening to a, a Cowboys draft podcast today, and there's like he's a top fifty pick.
0: Like I've seen I've seen him around there, I've seen him in like in the sixties. But yeah, every everywhere I'm seeing him now after his senior bowl, I'm seeing him as a second round pick. And yeah, you know, like what's crazy about him and you have, you and I have spent probably multiple hours overall talking about Jalen Petrie on this podcast. It's almost the Jalen Petrie podcast. And we'll continue to do so. Yeah. But if he would have because of the the aura around who he was and his situation with coming to Baylor if he would have just become like a serviceable starter by by the end of his career at Baylor everybody would have still loved him because it's he would have still had yeah. that that background story and it's like hey guys this one lone recruit that stuck around and he ended up being like a pretty good player like this like we would have loved that story the but fact that it off- turned
1: into He's like everyone talks about. Like he has this super high football IQ. You see him communicate and telling the cornerback it's a crossing route coming. That he he's he's that guy where he's like he's a consensus all American. Yeah,
0: like he's a consensus all American yeah. <laughs> like he, with a Big Twelve championship ring and and a Sugar Bowl ring. Like and he's going to be a second round pick. I we could have never never imagined this for Jalen Petrie.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, I mean coming into the season, I wouldn't have picked him to be probably been he's he's probably going to be the first baylor player drafted of the group that's coming out this year i probably would have gone a different route yeah i would have
0: i would have guessed i would have guessed an offensive lineman maybe if we saw major improvement there there, but you know like we didn't really even know how good those guys were going to be and they all Um, i mean
1: a lot i mean i would say like and they all probably i mean maybe terrell I mean, he's kind of undersized for a linebacker nfl linebacker but
0: yeah, I would have I would have maybe guessed Ebner if he took like a step forward as being nope. being drafted as a uh, as a special team specialist or something like that. But yeah, I would have never guessed Jalen Petrie second round pick and since All-American defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, and we're going to have I think we'll have multiple players drafted somewhere. Oh, yeah.
0: Abram Smith is going to be drafted, drafted, Abram well, getting sure. drafted.
1: I think Terrell Bernard did drafted taquan
0: Bernard taquan. I'm on the fence on just because he is so undersized. I, well, I he the is. guy's a the guy's a playmaker.
1: He is, but it's a weird NFL where he could probably fall in there with um depends on how he runs and his, you know, like all that. Like if he gets invited to the combine, you know, how he runs, he could fall into that almost tweener type of role. I don't know how he can cover, but it's just, it's. I, I think all, everything I've seen is he's he's getting uh, like fourth round grades. I think from what I've seen, I've done way too many like mock draft simulators on on my own. So he's, uh, I see him. He's around the fourth round when I do those. So. And that's oh, just a man, computer algorithm.
0: I I hope that's where he lands.
1: But I mean, it it didn't help him that like I guess he had some something going on with his hamstring, so he he wasn't able to do anything during the senior bowl week. He was just there you know being around which is good well, his tape Talking doesn't coaches. lie yeah absolutely and so like i fully i think he'll be drafted Taekwon probably will be drafted Kalen seems to me like he's probably going to be a undrafted free agent sonny maybe maybe a late round draft but we'll see who – I don't know who of those group who's going to get invited to the Combine and who um, – I know Kalen, if he does, I mean, he's going he's to run well. That's, all, that's one thing I can – I'm certain about.
0: Yeah, I mean, the dude's a burner. So yeah. there are plenty of teams out there that base everything off of speed. So, so like,
1: if he gets invited and he gets to run the 40, he's going to blow people away with his speed. So.
0: I just pray that none of them get drafted by my hometown
1: team. Um. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. They got a new coach announced yeah. today. So.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna avoid Texans talk.
1: <laughs> so, well, that's the whole thing. Like I hope I like we talked about Jalen. The only team I don't want him to go to is the Carolina Panthers, because Matt Rule and Phil Snow didn't know how to use him at Baylor. I doubt they know how to use him in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that, Dave Aranda really took him to another.
1: Yeah. Level. Yeah, so he needs to go to like a team that, like, um, like my favorite team. The Cowboys would be great. They, you know, where I would love Quinn to know how to use those hybrid linebacker safety types.
0: Yeah, no, you know, who there's two teams that I that know how to do it better than anybody else in the league that know how to use versatile guys, and that's either Baltimore or Pittsburgh. Absolutely, if if Petrie landed in Baltimore or Pittsburgh, I think he could flourish because those guys would just say we're going to let this kid oh, loose
1: he he's he strikes me as a baltimore defender Just yeah, the way, he, plays. dude
0: Jalen petrie is a raven oh i could see that all day
1: what i love i did love hearing i was listening to that like i said that cowboys podcast and they were talking about you know he's the he's the the captain of, you know he's the leader of that defense when you watch him when they you know they're scouts they're just watching they're scouting the whole you know they're scouting petrie but they're watching the whole defense he goes everyone on that defense when they come they're they're trying to hurt you you can tell like they're all coming and then two of the guys on there they're for, they're LSU alum but, they, but they're Cowboys like they work for the Dallas Cowboys and and they're like oh i miss dave Aranda you can tell like <laughs> and then he's the leader of that like we're coming we're coming downhill I hard to hurt you
0: i have friends that i talk to pretty regularly that are LSU fans and Wisconsin fans and they're constantly opining over uh over how much they want a rando back
1: so yeah but let's see how it all plays out um so other sports going on other than pre-draft events we are have during the uh, winter olympic season it's weird it kind of threw me off because we just had the summer olympics but i forgot that was the 2020 summer olympics that happened in 2021 so now we have the 2022 winter olympics yeah, it's you, weird.
0: My son is my son's nine months old, and he's already experiencing his sep- second Olympic
1: games. I know. Um, you mentioned before you're watching the Olympics. So, are you a big Olympics guy?
0: Oh yeah, I watch I watch winter and summer every year. Like I, uh, it's I want like it's like the World Cup. Like I will always watch the World Cup. I will always watch yeah. the Olympics.
1: So, do you have like favorite events
0: in Winter in, Olympics? Yeah, my winter, favorite was that.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the Winter Olympics.
0: Yeah, the Winter Olympics, my favorite. I, I I love the biathlon because it's the most absurd thing in the world. I love uh, curling because I think it's nice and relaxing. So I'll watch curling. And that's
1: what your tweet was during the game. Was you talking about curling?
0: Yeah that the I, I, I turned the I turned the Baylor Kansas game off and I legitimately went and watched the Team USA uh, in a curling match uh cuz curling was on. So yeah. I like the biathlon, I like curling and I like all the big air stuff. So um the the super badass ski jumps and all like the snowboarding trick stuff. I, I love that
1: stuff. Um I'm a big international hockey. I love I love Olympic hockey. Um speed skating. Absolutely. Speed
0: skating's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I do like the big air events. Um as well,
0: speed speed skating is fun when they crash. Like oh, yeah. I watched, I watched. The, I think it was the the women's five hundred meter. I was watching, and <laughs> there were multiple there were multiple times where someone slipped or like they clicked uh, their skates together, and they would just like wipe somebody else out, just take their legs out from under them. It was always hilarious. Everybody was always okay.
1: I just remember watching them when they're going that fast on sk- skates, ice skates, and they're making those turns. I was like, that doesn't seem like that should be physically possible. That seems like that's defining some laws of physics.
0: Well it's like figure skating too. So my wife loves figure skating. So when that's on, we watch it. And like there are times where I'm like, I don't know how you can I don't know how you physically do that on ice. I used to work for a hockey team. I walked on ice a lot. It is I don't understand how people do the stuff they do on ice.
1: Yeah. Um speaking of figure skating, I watched this um documentary, I guess it's a series on Netflix. I can't remember what the name of it but they have a couple different episodes of different sporting events, controversies, and one was about the 2002 Salt Lake Games with the figure skating, where there's the uh, the Russian, the French judge who put like gave higher marks to like the Russian team. And it was the Canadian team was kind of like the quote unquote American sweetheart because it was an American game, but they were the closest thing the Americans had to an American team who were really competing with Russia for that gold medal. And it was just, it was wild. Mm. Just the behind the scenes, like the, that's the main thing with figure skating or those other sports is like, it's so like subjective into scoring.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's not weird. like,
1: we're, it's not like hockey or a, a race where there's absolutely going to be a winner. It's what we think they were better.
0: Yeah. And I have I, I have no idea. It's like when you watch diving in the Summer Olympics. It's like I sure.
1: That looked great. That one's all, better than the me, other one. Great. They all look the same. Yeah. Really. I'm not a I don't have any opinions on diving.
0: I watched a lot of Luge and the announcer, you know, was the most critical person. You're like they would come through some turn in the luge. It just looked like everybody else's, and the announcer would be like, Oh, he's gonna be real upset about it with himself about that one. I'm like I don't see how, but I sure I believe you.
1: I still know, like at with the luge, is there a lot you can do once you get started? So is it in, like uh, gravity and like the what you're on doing a lot of the um the I work? assume
0: if you if you actually have core strength, which I don't think either you or I do based on our body types. No, but uh I, I assume if you have core strength, you could you you can drive it in certain ways. And I guess when you're going 80 miles an hour down an ice chute, just flexing a little bit and moving your legs or pointing it in a different re- direction may have some...
1: Yeah, you almost went a different direction with that. <laughs>
0: it may have some, like, <laughs> you know, massive effect, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. If I was on a list, you'd be like, it's, it's, at that point, it's God's will. Whatever happens, happens.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not controlling. I'm not, I'm not directing this thing at all. I'm sliding up the wall and falling out of it, which I did yeah. see a guy fall out of his luge.
1: So. I'm actually flying off the... the. I guess it's a track. I don't know what they call it. Um, and I went on the luge like... Um, or no, it was like the Six Flags ride, the bobsled. Mm. I used to... I guess because of Cool Runnings. Yeah, Cool Runnings, made like, Everybody love the bobsled. I was really like, let's watch bobsled. But yeah, I haven't got to watch any of the Olympics. I really want to. It just hasn't lined up because again it's in china we'll go and watch I it after am... we record tonight <laughs> so do you watch it how do you watch it do you have like the uh olympic channel i don't even know what it's on
0: i don't have the olympic channel but it's on nbc and usa so
1: okay.
0: usa is kind of the secondary one so what i've experienced is there's a lot of the reruns so like it won't be live on usa and it's then from the
1: earlier in the day just you yeah sleep and then and happened
0: NBC at night so I think it starts at 730 and goes till 1130 like this
1: summer this summer I watch like that
0: so it runs at night um, for about four hours every night and then there's I think there's I think you can use the Peacock app to to watch other events that might not be televised
1: yeah I may try that Um, I think you said Peacock right yeah I think I have Peacock I don't know yeah, I, I have check
0: Comcast as my cable provider, so I get it for
1: free. That's what's the, the perk of having an NBC-owned, universal-owned uh, product. That's right. Um, did you have anything, um, any other sports thoughts that were non-Baylor sports?
0: No, man, just Olympics out. That's, that's, Olympics? that's what I've got going on.
1: I mean, that's really all that's going on.
0: Yeah. You know? Uh Davion Mitchell is, well, NBA, is yeah. all alone yeah. in Sacramento now because they traded yeah. away their whole team. So there's that.
1: I read that he was on the on the trading block as well. Like so is gonna trade somebody.
0: Well, they traded Tyrese Halliburton. But they went because, the other way. Yeah. So uh I don't know. They traded Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton. So yeah. I feel bad for Davion. He's he's in Sacramento all alone. Though so, Sacramento A plus airport, I do really like their airport.
1: Um but it does like speak to what you were talking about earlier with the people that we don't have on the Baylor basketball team this year. You have, you lost like an NBA point guard that kind of yeah, he's, he's can make a difference. So I can make an effect on a team. Yeah. So since we are headed towards, is it a, we're headed towards a lockout in major league baseball or is that going to be, able it's to be, already locked out right now. It's locked out. Okay.
0: So uh, pitchers and catchers should have already reported. They should have
1: already reported.
0: Or they would be about to report, I think. Yeah, it's still pretty early in February. But, yeah, spring training would be happening here pretty soon.
1: Like, pitchers and catches should have reported pretty soon. Yeah, within within the next next couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Or they won't now, but they should have. Um, Okay, so do you want to move on to, like, anything else that you're uh, watching, reading, listening to?
0: So I caught up on Boba Fett.
1: It was amazing, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was real good. I'm just real 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 good i don't know what i don't know what grogu's gonna do uh, uh spoiler alert spoiler warning
1: for uh all right, you, here, quick hold on the book of got Fad. five seconds
0: one two three four five all right now full spoilers yeah I have no idea what what grogu grogu's going
1: to pick so do you think we'll see it or do they save that for mandalorian uh, season three i uh,
0: that's a really good question I had not thought about like, that.
1: narratively one. would you want to sp- I think just I think thinking it'll about be it,
0: I think it'll be in the last episode.
1: Because like if you think about it, the um season two of Mando, Mandalorian ended with Grogu leaving and you're just gonna start back up with season three with him returning, or are you gonna have that reunion happen in the beginning instead of in Boba Fett? Sure I he's for sure. I think sure for sure coming, he's gonna return.
0: He's for sure coming back to Mando. Like 100 percent Because there's no way Disney wants to like retcon what happened in the latest movies where they said all of Luke's students were killed and Grogu would have been one of those yeah. students. Would, so there's no way first, they're going to want to have to find an explanation for that. Like Grogu was off planet didn't, at the moment. And they also
1: say like, wouldn't Ben Solo, his first student in the, in those movies, didn't they?
0: I don't remember if they thing? said he was his first student. But I think um, Grogu's coming back. I But I think it's sure. going to be, I think it will be in the very last episode. It will be the setup for the next Mandalorian season. Maybe
1: like a stinger.
0: Yeah, well, because you remember at the end of uh, Mandalorian season two, we got to see um, Boba Fett take over as Daimyo. Absolutely. Which set up this series. So I think they'll do something similar where like maybe the last thing that you see with, with Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, in this season is like Grogu walking through a door or something. Like wearing his armor.
1: So... My my thinking, I was like speculating. I was like, I think what's the chances that he's gonna choose the Beskar chainmail? And then Luke's gonna give him the lightsaber anyway. Zero. Zero, you don't think so?
0: Yeah, he's not giving that's it's Yoda's a lightsaber. It's a test. That's Yoda's lightsaber. He's not giving that thing up unless unless Grogu fully commits.
1: Okay. Will Grogu yield the dark saber?
0: No, <laughs> no, because he can't. He's I not, not going to beat Jarin. Like the only way I could see him wielding the dark saber is if somebody kicks Din Jaran's ass, and then Grogu kicks that person's ass. That's the only way he could wield the dark saber.
1: Yeah, because I mean, the thing about it is, we know what happens like about twenty five years after this. I think it's about twenty five years in the the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy. Right. So and there's no there's no Grogu in those shows. So
0: yeah, there's no Grogu there. So he is he's either dead or he's off bounty hunting with Dinjarin.
1: Yeah they could they could definitely like you know retcon that and say well yeah he was around he was just a friend of Carrie Russell's. would not she like a <laughs> bounty hunter something? But yeah I am yeah I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. Um uh, I started watching because of uh, Boba It's so, Like, I never watched Justified. Did you ever watch that show? I did not, so I started, but, yeah. I know,
0: uh, I know the the sheriff is in it or the marshal, Timothy
1: Oliphant, who plays um, Cobb Vamp in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett was the main character there. That's a very good show. I started watching that, and um, I'm trying to inspire
0: I mean, a little bit by Cad Bane to watch that, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh I was familiar. How with excited were you
0: when you saw him in the show? By the way,
1: I was super. I was pretty pumped because I had, like again, I listened to way too many podcasts. So there's kind of like speculation, like maybe we'll see Cad Bane. Um, and then when I saw like someone walking in the like the, when they show it in the distance, I was like, oh yeah, for sure, this is gonna be amazing because it's kind of like this old western because you have Kyle Vance, who's kind of like the sheriff, quote unquote, of that town, and then you have this gunslinger coming into town to give him the ultimatum it was amazing i loved it
0: yeah i mean I, I leaned over to my wife and it was like it was like the uh the joke where people are like you know watching jaws leaned over to your date and be like that's jaws yeah, we were watching it and i was like that's cad bane and my wife was like, i don't know who that is <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i was excited Do you think anyone else will show up like it is a finale Are they gonna have any like people are saying like it's han solo gonna show up and would so Bo.
0: i don't think han shows he's up.
1: in that world like this under the seedy underbelly of like the gap galactic crumb like, that's his that's his like where well, he's he only operates. back
0: into that he only gets back into that after ben solo goes crazy because remember, he goes and he goes. We have and Luke
1: building the school. I mean, we have all kinds yeah. of stuff going on. Well, I mean, I
0: guess you could see, you could see Han maybe at Luke's school with Baby yeah. Ben Solo. Like that's a possibility that we could see.
1: Maybe I mean, he needs to get Grogu a ride to, to uh, Din D'Jarin, so Han can hop on the Falcon and give him a ride.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know. It, I, we got Ahsoka last in, in season two of The Mandalorian, and that was mm-hmm. the big like, hey, here's your live action person, and yeah. I think. I think we will get more of Cad Bane. I think that's that'll be. I don't know if we'll see anybody else. Maybe when we get the, into season two.
1: So do you think the Pike, the Pike syndicate, they are the the big bad, like the real? That's who Cad Bane's working for.
0: Yes, that's do who he's working think,
1: for. You don't think he's anybody else?
0: No, he's working for that. Okay. I know there's speculation they're that so like lame. the uh, that the Hutt twins might be more involved than they're leading on, yeah. but. I don't know. I just thought their I thought I thought their explanation was pretty convenient and I I believe it like they're just like nope, somebody else is moving in here and it's just not worth our trouble. I
1: heard um the speculation I've heard is uh Kira from the Solo movie.
0: Okay. Yep. Played yep. by yep, yep.
1: Amelia Clark.
0: Red Dawn or whatever they're called. Crimson Dawn. Costs. Crimson Dawn. There you go. Um
1: Red Dawn's a different thing. Uh, yeah.
0: A whole <laughs> other movie. Watch yeah. the old one, not the new one.
1: But um because I mean the actress is in the Disney Plus fold because she's in a Marvel production. Um, she did take over or work with Maul for Crimson Dawn. And so they are like a criminal organization. So is Maul's is Maul alive? No, Maul's it dead. Obi Wan. Obi from yeah. Obi Wan kills. Spoilers for uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah,
0: Obi Wan kills Darth Maul. Obi Wan
1: kills Darth Maul again. <laughs> it, on Tatooine, though.
0: Yeah, but he kills him again
1: because he did kill him the in, first time. Uh, Phantom Menace, Yeah, but yeah, but I don't know. This might that,
0: be too <laughs> far removed for Kira. Like this might be too far in the future.
1: Yeah, because this is because the actress isn't. I mean. Amelia Clark's not going to age up to where like, she'd have like a. She'd have to be. Well, she may be that age. I don't know. So she's well, she would be older. 30s. She would be the
0: same age as Han post Return of the Jedi.
1: So he's somewhere in his thirties, early to mid thirties, I would say. Right. Probably. So yeah, I mean, you're probably he's looking grandpa, at forty right?
0: year. He's probably forty year old Han right now.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll see. I just the, the Pikes are super boring to me as a, like a villain but that's just me. Well, I think
0: I don't know. I I it's it's going to turn out to be a little bit more like organized crime. This season has been like a lot of setup. I've enjoyed every episode. I know some people haven't enjoyed this as much as they've enjoyed the, the Mandalorian, but yeah. I really I really like the in-depth development that we're seeing of the different characters and how the building blocks are being put in place.
1: People don't like the uh, the little uh, the biker the I think people, that's hilarious. I the love the modded it. people that are all colorful yeah, and the a, cyberpunks. Yeah, um, and I did like the scene where the pikes presumably they're pikes left the bomb in the little kind of left the message for Boba Fett and his little in club. the casino. Yeah, yeah. but um, other than Star Wars, anything else that you hear? Um, Enjoying. So the
0: only other new thing that I'm watching, and I've 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 gone through the episodes that are available, but there's a new show on Discovery Plus that's only available in the United Kingdom. Don't ask me how I've watched it. Um, but if you can find it, it's called Heyman's Garage. What you get a VPN? <laughs>
1: it's something? called
0: uh no, I don't have a VPN. I found a link on Reddit. Um <laughs> but uh but uh as I've said on the show before, I'm a, I'm a huge Top Gear fan. And so Richard Hammond, one of the hosts of Top Gear, um, has his own show on Discovery Plus called Hammond's Garage, where he is starting a company that restores classic cars. And cool. it's uh quite amazing to watch. So I've watched the episodes that that I have access to for that. So that's the other thing I started watching.
1: So they they announced the like Academy Award nominees today. And so normally what I try to do is I try to watch all the like movies that are nominated for best picture and I never accomplished it, but I have seen two of the films like Dune absolutely saw. And then um, don't look up. Those are the only two I've seen.
0: I've seen Dune and I read the Wikipedia for don't look up.
1: Yeah. I did a lot. Of, I don't, I did a lot of scrubbing through that film. It's on Netflix. So I was kind of like 10 minutes in the future. 10 minutes
0: oh, Hey, real quick. Auburn just lost to Arkansas.
1: Were they still number one?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, Auburn's got some stuff going on on all kinds of fronts right now, so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, that, probably that's get a their head coach, and then, anyway. But yeah, that's all I'm watching. I'm going to try to, I'm gonna, some a lot of the films you can find on streaming now, like Netflix has, as several that are nominated, you can probably find a lot of them on um, on different streaming sites. So I'm gonna try to catch them all. We'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, we'll see if I watch any of them. I may. I may not.
1: I'm definitely gonna try. I'm definitely to watch the ones on Netflix. Those are the only ones I have. I know I have easy access to.
0: Matt, does your wife listen to this podcast? No. What are you doing for Valentine's Day?
1: Okay. Nothing. (laughs) Valentine's Day. Now you're going to put me in. You're going to have to put me here on on the spot. I'm like a a Valentine's Day truther. It's a made up holiday that isn't real. It's only for uh, selling stuff, cards, candy, and I will not participate.
0: I mean, of course it is, but it's fun. I love any excuse to give people presents. I love giving people presents. So I love Valentine's day. It's also an excuse for me to go spend way too much money on a fancy dinner somewhere, which I'm always down to do if, if that occasion arises. So I enjoy sure. Valentine's day.
1: I have two daughters. They will get what they normally get, which is a, some candy chocolates and a heart, you know, the thing you buy that have a different assortment of chocolates. They get that, they get, you got a CVS? <laughs> yes, yeah, CVS, whatever. They already got some. I got some on Friday. I brought home my little heart with like assorted candies. And they loved it. Um, so I do see this. So normally I say I'm a truth, but normally what I do is there's one time when me and my wife were either dating or engaged. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, I bought her a rose and it was like it was full of thorns. She kept on like like pricking her finger. And so what my I always get her like a thorny rose for Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's just like that's that's our tradition.
0: My wife very early in our relationship explained to me that she's you know, she's she's not high maintenance when it comes to like Christmas and stuff like that. She doesn't you know, she 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 cares about that. You care about her. So that's really what yeah. she cares about. But on Valentine's Day, she made it very clear that she didn't care how expensive it was, but she loves getting stuff at work on Valentine's because Perfect. then you don't have to be feel bad if all your other coworkers get stuff, and then if your coworkers don't and you do, you get to feel really cool because your your significant other sent you something. Yeah. So I every year on Valentine's Day, I send her a, a uh, an edible arrangement. So she's got one coming on Monday. And then this weekend we have a babysitter, my mom, and and I got us a room at the Marriott Marquis in downtown Houston. Super nice hotel. Awesome. And dinner reservations at a really cool Oaxacan restaurant. So
1: I would say, like, you're in a different situation having a nine month old. Like something like this is a perfect way to for you and your wife. That's
0: oh a yeah, I get alone. to sl- yeah, we get to sleep let's
1: sleep in. Let's go to room. Let's let's just. And that's what we always used to say. We had our kids because when we had kids, we had um, our, my oldest daughter. And then 15 months later, we had another baby. So we had a 15 month old and an infant at the same time. So it was the same way as like when we go ahead, like, we don't want to do anything. We just want to go to sleep. We just want to get in the hotel room, just turn the AC on and just sleep and not have to wake up for anything.
0: We are going to go eat a really, really good dinner, have some drinks and then go to bed. And be in bed before 10, hopefully.
1: So about my um, Valentine's Day trutherism, I've ruined many of a young adolescent uh, relationship because <laughs> I used to work with um, uh, teenagers when I was in Waco and I would, I would espouse my beliefs to these young teenage boys and they would like, I'd get them to believe it. And then um, they would soon break up with their girlfriends because the girlfriends didn't want to hear that
0: were you, you were the Valentine's Day David
1: Koresh? Yes. I was like, listen, it's all made up, fellas. I mean, don't buy into the hype. But yeah, here, so like I'm in the it's in the middle of like Mardi Gras season here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So that that's a lot I know Valentine's Day is coming up, but it's we're full full on like everything's purple and gold and green it's mardi gras i got a mardi gras flag in front of my house right now and uh a king cake sitting on, on my counter so it's like it's king cake season so that's where we're that's where our heads at right now they're, they're about to have them starting the parades like i think in like two weeks so
0: go find the baby
1: oh that's that's my kids their their whole thing is who got the baby putting the baby <laughs> in the cake who got the baby That's all they care about <laughs> Anyway, Joe, do you have anything else before we head out? That's it for me, bud. All right. Me too. Um, where can people find you? They want to
0: find me on Twitter at at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. And then not another underscore after that. You can just end there. There's just two underscores.
1: Yeah. And I'm at Matt D. Workman on Twitter. Um, you can follow the podcast at the Bear Den pod. We should probably tweet from that more. Um, I should. But I have it on my phone. so I can can talk back and forth. It just becomes, I'll go to tweet something from my account. And then I'll see like, oh, I posted on the podcast account. So then I have to go back. And it's just like, it's it's very confusing. (laughs) If I'm going to tweet from it, I need to be from my computer, like from TweetDeck and not from my phone. Because it'll (laughs) default whatever you tweeted from last. I did that. I posted like a Wordle. result. And I posted it to the beared in part and I was like, ah, pff, no one cares. <laughs> anyway. All right, Joe. We'll see you next time. Um got a couple big basketball games and hopefully we're talking about two more men's wins and two more wins and we uh talk
0: next. Uh, yeah buddy sick of